0: Here we are on a Thursday because I'll be out of town for the weekend. I've been told by some of you Californians and other people on the West Coast that you will like tuning into this podcast on Fridays on your way home from work. It's like an auditory TGIF sticker. Uh, others use my voice as the motivational speech to kickstart a Monday in the morning. But uh, yeah, right, bullshit. Uh, but here we are gallivanting on a Thursday afternoon. Drop me a note if this timing is better or worse for you. Not that I give a shit, but I love how much you people, some of you people, love complaining about what I do or say, so let's hear it. Uh, make sure you give us a good rating wherever you're listening, be it Apple, Spotify, Grindr, or MySpace, or a bad rating if you hate it. Anyways, welcome to episode number Who Gives a Shit of the Valley, boys. I'm your host, Dave Weasel. Let's get this over with. So, today, I had a cheeky sip of whiskey before hitting record, uh, reminiscent of the good old days when I had a partner, you know? Once upon a time, I'd start, punctuate, and conclude every episode with whiskey. It's like commas in an overly long sentence, if I could, uh, if I, if I sound a tad bit more Canadian, you could blame the whiskey. Apparently, a touch of alcohol resurrects my inner Celine Dion. Now, here's a pinch of cosmic irony for you. All right, I had to take my my phone to the Apple Store for a quick screen fix. You know, just a week after I, we'll say playfully trash talked that place. You know, on the last episode, it's like the universe is a version of I heard you were talking shit about me, so here we go. Anyways, while I was waiting for the Apple Elves to do their magic, I had time to burn. Ooh, there's that. There's that whiskey. Um, The Cheesecake Factory seemed like a logical choice. Yes, the very place I mentioned um, last time as as a as a midday oasis of indulgence, you know, in the last episode. So I plopped down at the bar mentally prepping for a lunch serving of pasta when the bartender, perhaps sensing my spirit, if you know what I mean, asks, hey, do you fancy a drink? Now, I'm not one to turn down an invite to the dance, you know. So I said, of course, to bear shit in the woods. So there I was, sipping a beer at noon, followed by a shot, because you can't have one without the other. One singular shot and one singular beer. Now let's be clear, I enjoy a drink, but I like to think I'm more Hemingway than Hiccup, you know? I'm a drunk, not an alcoholic. Or so I tell myself. So because I forgot to put on a watch this morning, and I didn't have my phone, I had to resort to kind of guessing the time, you know? It's like trying to do algebra without the numbers. I eventually sauntered back to the Apple store slightly early, kind of forced to idle in that electronic purgatory, feeling a bit like Tom Hanks in Castaway, but my Wilson was the bathroom that I desperately needed, you know? Now, when nature calls, when you're stranded in the Apple wilderness, life becomes a quest for the Holy Grail, but the Grail is just a bathroom, you know? There's nothing worse than being in the Apple store with a dick full of pee. So, at last, they returned my phone, and here we are, narrating this journey, teetering between sobriety canadian accents and the sheer joy joy of thursdays anyways that's some that's the same apple store i mentioned um last week at the irvine spectrum in orange county all right so here's the thing we've gone we've we've undergone a bit of a branding shift you know remember when we were the valley boys it's singular now just the valley boy but there's more you know there's no more valley it's orange county boy but that doesn't roll off the tongue you know it's like ordering a, a diet coke and getting a shot of whiskey at the cheesecake factory now, when most people picture Southern California, they imagine sun and surf and more sun. And, uh, but it's more like comparing the Tostitos at the beginning of the bag to the crushed ones at the bottom. Okay? It's the same bag, different experience. Take Reseda in the Valley versus Newport Beach in Orange County. Okay? I did a little news browsing about Reseda okay? just last night. And the top story, is about a homeless lady who went on an ambitious arson spree with a whopping 14 fires, she said. Okay, pretty recita. Meanwhile, over here in Newport Beach, it's basically the Olympics of tax evasion. And the gold medal for offshore accounts goes to pretty much everybody in Newport Beach. Look, every place has its crimes, but in Southern California, even the felonies have their own regional flavor. Oh, speaking of an infamous L.A. crime. So, I was watching uh, football on Sunday, as I do, and I noticed they have graphics for stats about everything. You know, most yards run backwards on a Tuesday in the rain by a left-handed player with a mustache, that kind of thing. It's very specific. So I'm uh, I'm watching the 49ers game, and they're railroading the Cardinals. That Christian McCaffrey was dominating as a running back, and they put up a graphic for all-time most rushing yards. Okay? It's the big leagues of running, the and bolts of the NFL. And here, amidst the legends is O.J. Simpson. Now, that's a bit awkward, isn't it? It's like if you had a family portrait of all your accomplished relatives and then just squeezed in the middle is that uncle who went to jail for offering a little extracurricular biology lessons to his high school students. Now, you've got to hand it to the network. They're in a tight spot. They're thinking, well, we can't ignore this guy. He did run a lot and not just in the airports. So there he is on the list, probably making everyone's family gathering. Uh, watching just a little bit uncomfortable, you know? It's like, hey, there's Emmett Smith, Barry Sanders, and O.J. Simpson. It's this weird dance between celebrating sports achievement and tiptoeing around cultural touchstones. I mean, could you imagine being the intern in charge of that graphic? It's like, sir, where should we put O.J.? And they're like, well, just stick him in the middle and hope nobody notices. Like when you check your phone during someone's boring story. I heard O.J. Simpson was making a, a, a statement that he avoids Los Angeles because he doesn't want to be sitting next to the person, quote, who did it. <laughs> and there's something oddly satisfying about O.J. Simpson's relationship with L.A., okay? For those who aren't familiar with, the, uh, with 90s pop culture, he's a former actor, football legend, and controversial figure, okay? that's like That would be like me saying I avoid all bakeries because I don't want to be tempted by the croissant that's responsible for my weight gain. I mean, it's an alibi and an accusation in one swift motion. It's the judicial equivalent of telling your friends, I'm not saying I believe in ghosts, but I also don't want to be in a room with one, you know? You've got to admire the audacity. Most people, after going, such a, after going through such a high-profile trial, might try to keep a low profile. Maybe write a memoir or start a podcast because, you know, that's a trendy thing to do nowadays. But OJ, he turns into a part-time detective. Now, I don't know about you. But if I were trying to avoid every place where someone might be that have that has done something specific like that, I'd never leave my apartment. Now, hell, I'd be wearing my own living room. And let's be honest, L.A. is a big place. How many people could you possibly sit next to? But it's such a fascinating way to look at life, you know, like you're perpetually trying to dodge some boogeyman around every corner, even if you might be that very boogeyman. You know, just imagine O.J. at a cafe, you know, just, just glancing around, trying to deduce who might have had the audacity and he's wondering if it's sitting next to him. Is this uh, the barista? Or is that the guy who murdered my wife? Who did it in here? Because that person's definitely in here. The only person he'd absol- he's absolutely sure he didn't do it, according to him, is, well, him. It's like a, a twist in a crime novel where the detective is also the prime suspect, but he's the only one who knows who didn't do it. The only way for OJ to avoid the person who did it is to avoid all reflective surfaces. You know, he can't go into Home Depot. They got mirrors in aisle seven. Can't go to Ikea. They've got assembled closets with mirrors right on them. You get the point. Anyways, so my house smells like a carnival, you know, but not the cotton candy kind. The culprit, okay, the OJ in this case, it's that extended stay guest of mine. If you've been spying on my Instagram stories, you know I've been babysitting a French bulldog. And here's a not-so-hidden secret of the canine world. Every dog owner's house has a certain horrible stench to it. Yes, even yours. We can all pretend it's the smell of love and loyalty. I could nod and smile as you claim it's just fresh linens, but deep down, we're all living in a fart factory. All right, Dog owners, bless them, they're like parents insisting their child's recorder concert was pitch perfect. But it's especially bad with French bulldogs. It's like their ass and their mouth are in this eternal competition. America's next top stench. You could scrub and shampoo and sprinkle that little dog powder uh, on them with all these fancy products, but nature will prevail. That little pupper is a relentless fart factory. And if you're out here trying to convince me that your Frenchie's essence is anything but an ass bomb, well, that's some grade A gaslighting right there. You ever find yourself in that evening panic, staring at the fridge, wondering what in the world you're going to make for dinner? Happens to me all the time. But then, along came HelloFresh, like some kind of culinary superhero. It's like they saw my sad refrigerator and said, hey, we got gotcha. you." Now every week, I get these perfectly portioned ingredients that seem like they've been plucked straight from the farm and right on my table. And the variety? Oh man, it's like opening a food treasure chest. With over 40 recipes to choose from, it's hard to fall into a dinner rut. Just last week, I got this packet, and I thought I'd been mistakenly sent some high-end restaurant meal. But no, it was just a regular Tuesday. And I was about to whip up a gourmet delight with the freshest fall ingredients. I mean, every bite is just like a fresh, crisp, autumn day in your mouth. And the best part? They do all the heavy lifting. You get these step-by-step cards with pictures that make you feel like you're in a cooking show, minus the pressure of a live audience. They even have these quick and easy options, so on a frantic day, and I'm talking about getting dinner ready in less time than it takes to resist ordering another thing online, that's convenience at its peak. If you're ever feeling fancy or have a sweet tooth attack, you could dive into their HelloFresh market. I tried the apple cider cake with caramel sauce and let me tell you, it was like a big cozy hug for my taste buds. And there's even a mini pumpkin cheesecake, which is my little slice of solitude after a long day. But you know what's genuinely spectacular about HelloFresh, besides making me feel like a five-star chef? It's kinder to my wallet. It's cheaper than my regular grocery escapades and definitely costs less than ordering takeout again. Less stress, more yum, and a little extra cash for those rainy days. So, if you ever see me cooking up a storm and dancing around the kitchen, it's probably a HelloFresh night. It's not just about the food, it's about the joy it brings to my evening routine. Give it a try. You might just find yourself your next favorite meal and a bit more zest in your step. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50ValleyBoys and use 50ValleyBoys for 50% off plus free shipping. That's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh.com slash 50ValleyBoys and use code 50ValleyBoys for 50% off plus free shipping. As you guys know, I've recently got a new kitty cat and there's been some escapades with her health. Now, when my cat's healthy, she's happy and that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when she is unwell. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one reason I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. I've tried a lot of litters, but Pretty Litter, that's a game changer. Unlike those heavy dust cloud creating litters, Pretty Litter is light and low dust. Its super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can. Now, here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. See, that's the real magic. It's like a detective for my cat. You know, it uh, it works overtime for my furry friend. Whereas traditional litter, it just sits there. And Pretty Litter, it ships free right to my door in... A small, lightweight bag. I never run out of it, and I don't have to have a huge container of litter taking up space and sticking up my house. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash valleyboys and use code valleyboys to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com valleyboys with code valleyboys to save 20%. BradyLeader.com slash Valley Boys code ValleyBoys. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Anyways, sitting around, enjoying the stench as much as I can. And the other day, I was kind of going through GoPuff, which is basically like a convenience store and a fairy godmother um, having a digital baby. You know, one of those moments where you're too lazy to leave your couch, but you're really craving Doritos or, or batteries for the remote. And amidst the snacks and cleaning supplies, I stumbled on Condoms. And other adult accessories. Like butt plugs. And I felt like a kid who accidentally walked into the adult section of a video store. You know, it's like, oops, this isn't the new Marvel movie. Marvel? (laughs) Marvel. But the more I think about it, the more I realize, you know, this is kind of brilliant. First off, let's appreciate the bravery. It's like, GoPuff sat down and said, what do people really need at 2 a.m.? And someone in the back typically raised her hand and said, I don't know, condoms. And honestly, it's a public service. You're there, maybe getting ready for a romantic evening, and then panic mode, you realize you're missing some essentials. Now, in the old days, that meant a mad dash to the nearest store, you know, trying to look look nonchalant as you buy a, a peculiar combo of items, you know, especially at 2 a.m. But now, the future has arrived with a few taps, your night is saved. And no awkward checkout encounters. Man, it sounds like I'm doing a commercial for them. Plus, think about the drivers here, okay? They're like the unsung heroes of adult decision-making, delivering ice cream, phone chargers, and responsible choices all in one go. (laughs) Man, I do sound like a commercial. I'm not endorsing them at all. Uh, But I could just picture these drivers, you know? Their capes billowing in the wind, rushing to ensure your night goes smoothly and safely and full of lube. You get all the butt plug and you need for the night. And, you know, waiting on Uber Eats or GoPuff has its own kind of impatience. But sitting there, knowing you ordered a butt plug, man, that's like waiting for a surprise party where you're both the guest and the punchline. When the delivery guy says, enjoy your order, he knows you will. Man, what else is on there? Oh, I ordered, I've recently ordered Panera, Panera Bread on Uber Eats, okay, if you've ever been there. I keep forgetting how awful their food is, alright? On paper, it sounds like the dream lunch spot. I mean, who doesn't love a good soup and sandwich combo? It's like the Batman and Robin of food pairings. And yet, somehow, they managed to miss that mark. It's like looking forward to a big blockbuster movie where the trailers promised me a culinary Oscar winner, but all I got was a straight-to-DVD experience. And for a place with bread as its last name, you'd expect some royalty-level dough performance, you know? Like if Beyonce were a carb. But it feels more like you got the backup singer who's just there because they could clap on beat. Or they're the producer's niece, you know? It's as if Panera is the reality TV of dining. It looks glamorous with the moody lighting and the artistic descriptions, but peel back the curtain. You're kind of expecting Breaking Bad, but you're just getting Jersey Shore. You know, it's just a shit sandwich and a diarrhea soup. (laughs) That's my review of Panera Bread. Thank you for listening to my podcast the fuck Ah, speaking of which i saw some article about canada requiring podcasters to register with the government if they make over 10 million dollars it's like okay not quite sure how that works i didn't really dig too deep into it but i do picture a very polite mountie kind of riding up to a recording studio on a moose handing over a registration form saying hey there friend notice you're making some big bucks with your top 10 poutines of the week show mind scribbling down some details It's such a uniquely Canadian approach to things. You know, in America, if you're making $10 million, the government's like, hey, do you want some tax breaks? Care to donate to congressional campaigns to keep the laws in your favor? But in Canada, they're like, oh, we just want to keep tabs on your Hockey Fights in Canada podcast. But remember to touch your I's and cross your T's and say your A's. That's certainly not a problem for me, not at 39. You know, 10 milli, probably not at 49 or 59. Jeez, it's crazy to think I'll be knocking on the door of 50 in just 10 years. You don't realize how fast time moves until you start getting older. I've beaten this topic to death. Um, And even talked about the people who claim to look younger, which is 100% of people, everybody thinks they look young, but I, I keep getting told that, which is another thing people always say. But people will tell me, I don't look 39. Yes, I do. I just have a fat face. Being fat in the face and bragging about looking young is like a terminally terminally ill child calling himself Peter Pan because he'll never grow old. It's a little dark, but, you know, that's me. There's no room for the wrinkles. My face stretches them out with the lunchtime as a whiskey shots. You know, I behave much younger in an immature way, which is only endearing because I make a living at it. Nobody likes the 39-year-old in a corporate setting making fart jokes in company emails. It's the same as when you're a kid and you're doing something you're probably too old for, you know? That was me in grade six. It's recess, and there's just me and my buddy Rod. The two of us are out there pretending like we're in Major League Baseball. Now, despite being 11, you know, we're proudly donning Detroit Tigers hats, Rod's on the mound, and I'm the bat catcher. It's always the bottom of the ninth, and we're kind of live commentating our own game. I mean, talk about multitasking. And every time Rod... With his uncanny ability, he would ensure a three-up and three-down inning. And then, we'd act like we just won the World Series, throwing our hats and gloves and probably our dignity up into the air. Now, the rest of the kids, they'd look at us like we were performing some weird ancient ritual. It was a look that screamed, Hey, seriously? Still doing this dumb shit? You, you know what word. And then I knew deep down we were probably too old for this charade. But did I care about what the other kids thought? A little bit, but not really. What I really didn't want was for Rod to go blabbing about our World Series win to the teachers. Because that's where the judgment comes in. You know, they're the ones who make the report cards. But of course, true to form, Rod couldn't resist. He eagerly reported our recess triumph to our French teacher, Mr. Boozan. And then as he beamed about our fictitious victory, I'd quietly say to him, Hey, Rod, this is just between us. It's just a weird thing we do. And even Mr. Boozan, you know, with his restrained smirk, seemed to echo the judgment of our classmates. Oh, and for the record, couldn't stab Mr. Boozman. Boozan. Boozman, probably. But this guy was insufferable. Plus, he was French, so, you know. One day, I was inspired by, uh, by the cinematic masterpiece of Billy Madison. I scribbled on my desk, Mr. Boozan drinks his own pee. And I wrote it in pencil thinking, this is temporary mischief. But the universe had other plans. I was, I was out sick one day and Mr. Buzan found it like a French teaching truffle pig. And guess who ratted me out? None other than the starting pitcher of the Detroit Tigers, Rod. The next day, Mr. Buzan straight up asked me if I thought he drinks his own pee. Now I don't want to say, no, I just saw Billy Madison and I thought it was funny. Because that's an admission of guilt. And I certainly didn't want to say, yes, I think you drink your own pee, because I would just be digging the hole deeper. So I just said, I don't know, which looking back, probably the worst thing you could say, because that sounds like, I don't know if you do or do not drink your own pee in your own spare time. So as punishment, he made me wash all the desks in the classroom at lunch, which was worth it. Now, Mr. Boozan, if you're out there, I hope you're not drinking your own pee. Nothing personal. All right, we'll cut it off there. Uh, again, please give us a rating if you like it, whether it's good or it's bad. Five stars if you love it, one star if you hate it. Make sure you're following us online. Uh, I am at Dave Weasel across all platforms. I need to point out that I did not buy my, my blue check mark. It's been there since day one. That shit is lame paying for that. Uh, we are at Valley Boys Pod on Twitter, at Valley Boys Podcast on Instagram, and at Valley Boys Pod. Or maybe it's at Valley Boys podcast on TikTok. I don't know. From Orange County, California, specifically Newport Beach. This is the Valley Boys. Watch out for those fires in Reseda. They caught the person. It wasn't me. It was a homeless woman. Seems to be a theory of my life. Regular thing. It wasn't me. It was a homeless woman. Good night.